don't have a don't have a lot uh, on my heart, but I do have something I want to share in John chapter number ten. And I was I've pr- actually preached probably along these lines, very close to this before here, but um, God just put this back on my heart in my study as I was uh, at the we were at the hospital and I'm I'm the type of person if I'm not at my at my house in my environment in my what I'm used to I have a hard time I'm restless and so uh, so it was about one o'clock in the morning and I'm just reading them reading my Bible and I was looking through John chapter number 10 again and I found this scripture beginning in verse number 22 that stuck out to me and like I said I've preached it before but I believe it's vital. It's very important that we understand this. In verse 22 it says, And it was at Jerusalem the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and Ye believe not the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them them me is greater than all, And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. That was the issue that the Jews had, is what Jesus said there in verse 30. Verse 31 says, Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father, for which of those works do ye stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou being a man makest thyself God. I want us to think about this morning the assurance of our salvation. The assurance of our salvation. The Jews here had an issue with what Christ was teaching and preaching because in their mind no man, even though God had told them, that he would send someone to be their Messiah, he would send someone to be their Savior, they had no understanding, no uh, belief that he was that man. They couldn't comprehend it. They felt that it was blasphemy. And when he reiterated it and he was trying to prove it and show it to them, they took up stones against him. But I believe that this is a great point and a great uh, a scripture that we can learn from to be sure of our salvation. Now, I want to preface that with saying and thanking, first and foremost, myself, who I am. I'm a human being before anything else. You say, well, you're this or you're that. No, first and foremost, before anything else, I'm a human being. And then I'm a Christian. That's attached to me as my my human being because there's a lot of human beings out there that are not Christians, that are not saved, that don't know the Lord. And so by that relationship, if it's a true relationship, if I'm truly a Christian, then that means that I have been saved, I've accepted Christ into my heart. And I know this is simple stuff, but I just felt the need to cover this again. 
But understanding and knowing that salvation is in my soul and in my heart, that means, number one, that I cannot die for, I cannot die and go to hell. That means when I do die, I have an eternal being in heaven, an eternal place, an eternal home with Christ in heaven. But if I do die, if something does happen to me, that I have the, the, the joy and happiness and the peace to know that if something does happen, I've got an eternal home with Jesus. And so to consider what we're say, seeing here in John chapter number 10, what we're understanding and what we're learning, what we're finding is that Jesus is that key to that salvation. People say they're Christian all the time. People wear the cross. People do this. People do that. People post this stuff on Facebook and say, I'm this or I'm that or I, you know, I go to church, do whatever. But in their heart, do they know him? Well, I want to, to point out a few things from the book of John, and I'll be jumping around a little bit, but I want to point out some things about salvation, about how we can be sure, our assurance in John 10. First, Jesus says, well, let's just take a step back for just a moment. Verse 24, then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, how long dost thou make us to doubt if thou be the Christ? Tell us plainly. Verse 25, he says, Jesus answered them, I told you and ye believe not the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. First of all, the Salvation that we have in our heart, if you're a saved Christian, if you, if you have accepted Christ into your heart, it is first and foremost, it's a no-so salvation. It is a salvation, it is a relationship that if you have it, you know you have it. And there, I'm not saying there's not going to be times that you won't, you'll doubt it. There will be. I've faced those trials in my, in my life where you start to think, well, did I really get it? Did this happen? Did that happen? Satan loves doing that to you when, you're, when God's trying to grow you, when God's trying to help you, when God's building you up. Satan loves to get in there and try to make you doubt what God's given you. But it's a no-so salvation. At the end of the day, you can lay your head down and you can know if he's in your heart that he is there and he's there forevermore. And you can know and, and have the peace and knowledge that in your life, if you were to die, that you have eternity with him. That's a no-so salvation. It's, it's not. Uh, I, people worry about things. And I tell you, you worry about what the weather's going to do. You worry about what's going to come next. You worry about what stock, the stock market's going to do. You worry about, I tell you, I, I deal with this all the time in the banking industry and doing, doing what I do for a living. People come in and they ask, well, I, I, need, to, I need to get the highest rate CD you got. I'm like, well, it's, uh, it's 0.38% right now. And they're like, well, I hadn't sat back in 1957 when I opened my first bank account. It was 14%. I can't help that. I wasn't even thought of back in, in 1957. Uh, but, but I can't change that. I can't say for sure that you're always going to have a good rate. I can't say for sure that you're always going to do well. I can't say for sure that everything that you've got is always going to be safe and protected. But I can tell you what we can say that we know is that if God gives you a promise, if God moves into your heart, if you are saved and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, that you can say and you can take it to the bank. You don't need any assurance. You don't need somebody sitting across the desk wearing a tie to tell you it's so. But you in your own heart can know 
that salvation is real because of the relationship that you have with the God and the creator of this earth. You don't need me to tell you that. You don't need your mama, your daddy to tell you that. You don't need anybody to tell you that. You can know so on your own. That's the beauty of the salvation that we have. It's a no-so salvation. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which give them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. It's a no-so salvation because who Jesus is. He is God. That's why I can know and I can be sure that it's real. It's because these words written in red come from the Father, come from God. You say, well, I don't, I don't understand how Jesus is, and God are the same person. It can, you know, that, that can be confusing, but I'll just tell you that it's true, that they are the same person. And the Holy Spirit, that's the Trinity. They're all the same, the same being, and that's what the Jews were having issue with, is they couldn't understand how that could be true. But to have a no-so salvation, you've got to have faith. That's probably one of the harder things. We were talking about people believing, believing things. I tell you, sometimes I think that, that there are lost people that have a lot more faith than I do because they're going through this life just believing that, you know, some, some bang way out in the middle of nowhere in, the, in space created all that we have. How in the world could some kind of spontaneous explosion of gases in the middle of nowhere create the intricacies that this world has? I've looked at, the, at my, well, I've done a lot of looking at this little child that God's blessed me with. That's all I do. I'm like, is everything okay? <laughs> he's still living, still breathing. He's probably hungry. He probably has a dirty diaper, but, but he's okay. But you can't tell me, and when you witness childbirth, I'm telling you, I told the nurse, I said, I've delivered calves, I've delivered goats, I've done that before, but this is a lot different. This is a little bit different, actually, uh, than, than anything I've ever experienced or seen in my life. And when you see the miracle that is childbirth, I am telling you what, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I, that solidified in my heart how, who God is and who he was and who he is forevermore because he gives this, this, this life and blesses it through this woman. And it, it's a, a difficult situation, but to see it happen, I'm like, man, that gives me some more faith. That, that's God's promises to me. How can we not believe that Jesus is God? How can we not, not believe that God created all this stuff? All these things that we have, the air we breathe, the trees, the everything that we've got, everything around us. I don't want a, a, a salvation. I don't want a faith. I don't want a relationship to something that isn't a no-so. But when we have that relationship with Christ, it's no-so because he said so. And that's what we're, we're looking at here. But it goes on and it says, uh, when it says, my, which gave the, my father which gave them to me is greater than all. That's just proof. That's just further proof that he has the ability to provide that no-so salvation to us because he is God the Father. Not only do we have a no-so salvation in John 3.16, we have a believe-so salvation. This is one of the most, probably the most well-known scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We say there's a lot of things in my life that I, I just don't know. Well, I understand. 
I, I've, I've learned that there's a lot of stuff you're going to worry about. There's a lot of things coming uh, to you in your life, especially uh, if you're younger that you haven't went through yet. And as you go through more and more experiences, you start to realize that there's just something else to deal with. There's just something else to worry about. There's ups and there's downs and there's left and there's right. And there's all kinds of things for you to face and run into in your life and your walk with the Lord. And in my life that, that, that I, I'm the type of person I want to know, I want to know so. I want to, to have a solidified answer to questions that I have. I, I'm the type of person I like to go find a good pair of boots and I will, I will wear that and I will have them resold and I'll have them put new laces in them until they're absolutely done just because I want to know that when I get up in the morning to put something on my feet that I'm putting something on my feet that's going to last. I want to know that the, the, something that I go and I spend my hard-earned money on is going to last and be there for the long term. And I tell you that, that there's, it's getting in the world the more and more, the closer we get. We hit, we've heard and we've seen the way things happen. Things ain't made like they're used to. Things are not produced like they used to. You buy a car and they have to give you a 5 million mile warranty because they know it's going to break 50 times because it was made somewhere in, in East Asia. And they, they, they give you sell you things. Everything we buy is made to last just a short period of time because you know what? These places, these companies, they don't make money if it lasts. If it lasts, if you can fix it, if you can uh, continue and just buff it out and clean it up and keep using it for years, these companies don't keep making money. That's why things are getting less and less quality but in my relationship to God it's beautiful because it lasts forever every once in a while I have to go to him and I have to say Lord I just need a little bit of that 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 rejuvenation that you can provide I need you to restore unto me the joy of my salvation I need to go back to to where I was when I first got saved and he cleans it up and he buffs it out and he Cast a little bit of that mess out of the way. And I, if I'll let him, I will be able to get back to where I started. I will be able to solidify that no-so salvation. And it, it's because I believe so. If I believe that it's true, if I believe in his word, if I believe what he's saying when he's saying that my father which gave them me is greater than all, if I believe that, that can solidify that salvation in my heart. The biggest problem a lot of Christian people have, I believe, is that they don't have the assurance of their salvation. They don't understand. They just walk around. I'm a Christian. I'm this or I'm that. Well, tell me about your when you got saved. Tell me about when you met the Lord. Well, I, I don't know. I've heard that. I've talked to people like that. And I'm not harping on those people. I just want, to, want us to know and understand that it is important to have that assurance in our heart. But it starts with belief. Because God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever should believeth in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. We were talking about how every knee will bow. How every tongue will confess to the Lord. All of them. Good, bad, right, wrong, saved, unsaved. If you are saved, you will still stand before God and give an account. But you have the, etern the, the eternal promise of heaven. But if you're lost... You give an account, but you die and you go to an eternal hell. That's a scary thing to think about. Well, what's the way out? Well, the world we live in, we think it's you know nine easy payments of $44.95, or we think that you have to do this or that. You have to go get this degree or go get that degree, or you have to do this or show up this many times or go to this class, or you've got to be part of this group, but that's not the case. 
Our salvation is just a believe so salvation. All you've got to do is come to, to an altar. All you got to do is get on your knees at home. All you got to do is find a quiet place. It doesn't matter if you're in the bustling city streets in New York City. If you get on your knees and you believe and you ask God to come and move into your heart, you can have the assurance that salvation is eternal and it's forever. It's a believe so salvation. I like that, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That means I'm getting out of this thing. I'm getting over to the other side, untouched. Think about that. Think about all the sin that we can commit, all the bad things. I think about all the bad things I've done, all the offensive things to the Lord, and how that I get out of this, and this flesh that I've sinned with, this flesh that's done wrong, this flesh that's thought bad things, done bad things, said bad things, I leave it behind. And I become an eternal being to spend eternity with him in heaven. And all I have to do is believe. John 5, 24 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. It's a no-so salvation. It's a believe-so salvation, but it's also a forever-so salvation. I know that may not make sense, but we're going to go with it. It's forever-so. It is eternal. It is forever. I can't comprehend. I'll tell you what. You think about how I, I, I especially think about my time in school. It's like, well, I want to be 16 so I can drive. And it felt like the time from 15 to 16 just drugged by. I mean, just just the, the longest time in my life. And then I got 16, and I thought, you know what? I want to be 18, because that's what an adult is 18 years old. That's a lie, ain't it, Britain? <laughs> so time just drags on. But by the time you get 18, you get out of school, and something changes. A lot changes. You start having responsibilities. You start having things come up in your life. And then before you know it, well, I want to be 25. I want to be 30. I'm not there yet, but I'm 25 this year. And it just flies by after that. It's like once you, once you get past all this stuff you want to do, it just, I mean, full speed ahead. No breaks. I mean, and it just continues, and it just flies by. And I know for those who are a little more seasoned than I am, you know what I'm talking about. I heard we had somebody had a 50th birthday uh, this, this week, and somebody having a birthday today. Life flies by. It just flies by. But it's like those difficult times where you're wanting to get to the next step, where you want, oh, I just want this baby to be here. I tell you what, it flew by. Before I know it, he'll be whipping my hind end. Before I know it, he'll be wearing me out. Before I know it, I'll be uh, worrying about him driving. I'll be worrying about him being an adult. I'll be worrying about him getting married. It's, it's crazy. But our little minds, thinking about time, you think, well, 20 years is a long time. 50 years is a long time. 80 years is a long time. 100 years is a long time. In the big scheme of things, it's not any time at all. So why would I not know that I know that I know that all of the time that I could ever have, all the, the eternity that I could ever spend would be spent in the wrong place? Why would I want to, to not know that I could go to a place that eternity I can't comprehend, I can't understand, but why would I not want to assure myself and know in my heart that that eternity is spent with Jesus? Because it's forever so. 
He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. When your time is up, your 70, your 80, your 100, your 20, your 40 is up. We all pass. But will we pass from death unto life? Isn't that a, an interesting thing to think about? I had someone I worked with this past uh, week before last, right before I went out uh, on, on vacation. And her husband had just passed away recently. And, and there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of pain there. They were just finally getting to those days in their life where they could just enjoy time together. They were slowing down and getting out of work and her husband passed away. And I, I knew the, know the family, knew him pretty well. And I was, I was talking to her. She was, of course, very hurt and, and had a lot of pain about that. But she said to me, she said, you know, isn't it a beautiful thing? She said, as that scripture says, to be absent in the body to be, is to be present with the Lord. She said, isn't it beautiful that we have that promise of heaven? And, you know, I thought that's somebody right there that understands. That's somebody right there that's assured. That's somebody that there that knows, that believes, that understands that this thing is a forever thing. You're committing yourself either forever to heaven or forever to hell. You're, you're making a choice. Why would we want, not want to know? It goes on. Well, actually it doesn't. It goes back to John 6. I want to ask you to turn there. John 6, 37. This is my last thought. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. John 6, 37. Now back in John 10, verse number 28, it says, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. We, not only, we have a no-so, we have a forever-so, we have a belief so, we have a secure so. I know that don't make sense, but I, we're, like I said, we're going on Lester terms here. Secure so salvation. To be in the hand of God, to be saved, means that there's nothing that you can do, there's nothing that man can do that can separate you from God. And people get caught up and they, they'll, they'll teach things about uh, being able to, to lose your salvation. I don't want something from God that I can lose. I think that the bigger problem with people, rather than them losing their salvation, is maybe they didn't get it to begin with. Is because if you can go throughout your life and you can live 20 and 30, 40 years, and you say you're saved and you say you're a Christian and you just continue and continue and continue doing what you're doing, I wonder about what happened to begin with rather than having it and God taking it away. God's not a liar. He doesn't tell me here in his word that that. Uh, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. When we come into the fold, if it's a true redemption, if it's true salvation, he's not going to throw me out. He's going to keep me in. And I can only go so far. Like that old saying goes, you give your give a child or give a dog or give something just enough rope to hang themselves. That's kind of how uh, God works is we get just enough mess to where we get to the point where we're almost at rock bottom. And then we have to realize like old Jonah in the belly of a whale, like that prodigal son ready to eat and fill himself with the food of the, the slop of the pigs. We get to that point where we realize, hold on just a second. There's something a lot better at my father's house. There's something a lot better in my relationship with the Lord than what this world is here to offer me. The world will not offer any sort of security. I'm a, 
avid sports fan. And I hear a lot of people preach against it, but I love sports. Now, there's some of it I don't spend any time watching anymore, but I love football and I love baseball. And it's been – I watched uh, the Clemson game yesterday. This is the first year in a long time I haven't – I'm not going to be going to a game. And you've got 20,000 people in the stands. I mean, it just looks empty. It looks like they were playing AB Tech's pickup football team. I mean, it looks – it's bad. And then I watched the Braves last night. And they – there was no one – there's not been anyone in the stands for any of these ball games. I think, man, how quickly something – we know, we've known for years that football season's coming. We know for years that baseball season's coming. We know for years that all this stuff, they will give you the 2021 schedule. They'll give you the 2022 schedule. They'll give you the 2023 schedule. And how quickly everything has just stopped. These colleges and these sports teams and all this stuff, they are losing money. I mean, it is probably untold the amount of money that these, these things are losing. The schools are losing money. The, the sports teams are losing money. Uh, businesses are losing money. That proves to me that nothing on this earth is as secure as we think it is. We think that there's going to be a tomorrow with another ball game and another day to go to work, and we think that there's going to be a next day to have another this or have another that, but that's not the case. I'm not promised to walk out this door and live. I'm not promised to make it home and my heart still be beaten. I'm not promised my family to survive another day. I'm not promised any of that stuff upon this earth. But through my salvation, I know that it is secure in Jesus Christ that it will last forever if I just believe on him. And that's how I know and understand and I'm assured that that salvation is there because I, when I realize that all these things, there's good things to enjoy on this earth. God doesn't just leave us here uh, barren, just not being able to enjoy anything. But he gives us an opportunity to enjoy these things but we must understand that they are only temporal they will only last as long as he'll let them and in an instant he can take away every dime of funding he can take away every opportunity we have to be around people he can take that away in a moment and he has in a certain sense this things of these world it's not secure i think about my mama she said something recently she was talking about the land that they that they have, their, their farm, and how. I mean, I know they've worked so hard to buy that property. They've worked so hard over the years to pay it off. They still work hard just to keep things going. But she said, you know, all this stuff will just go away. All this stuff, all the things that you can buy, all the things you can do, all the things you can build, the bank accounts, all that stuff, it goes away. And we're lucky if we can continue day to day with it anyway, because we don't deserve it. Man, what that was to me in my heart, because you think about as you go on, you think, well, I got to have this to survive. I got to have that to survive. I got to do this to survive. I tell you what, as Christian people, we ought to be sharing with people the true way to survive. That's Christ. I have security in Him. That would be my question this morning. I heard we had someone that wants to sing. <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> 
Well, as we as we wrap up with the final thought here, there's different aspects here that I, I wanted to bring out that I believe God put in my heart to share with you this morning. And you and your life, I pray that you know so about your salvation. Say, well, I don't know so. You might want to find, find out. You might want to find a place at this altar. You might want to find a place at home. You might want to find wherever it is. I know people that have got saved in backer patches and warehouses and you name it. It can happen anywhere, but if you don't know so, you need to find out. That's important. It's pretty simple because it's a believe so kind of thing. You don't have to. I talk to people and a lot of people let their Christian life sit stagnant because they can't know what the preacher knows or I can't know what somebody across the aisle knows or I don't know what so somebody on TV knows. That's not what it's about. Jesus wants us to come to him like humble children. See, when, and especially when you think about his nature, his gentle nature, our rambunctious, swollen egos don't mix well with Jesus. I've got one, and I know he chastises me for it. But it's a believe-so salvation. It's just a matter of believing and understanding that Christ came to this earth, the only begotten Son. He died. He faced a death that was greater. He lived a life that was perfect and then faced a death that was greater than our minds can comprehend. But he got up out of the grave, literally walked out, <laughs> rolled the stone away. You believe so, and you've got to repent. Say, Lord, forgive me for the wrongdoing in my life. Move into my heart. It's a matter of repentance. It's a matter of believing. It's a matter of faith. And it's all difficult to understand, but once you get it, you're, you begin to grow in this way that it's hard to explain. It's a spiritual thing. You have to have it to know what I mean. It's forever so. To think about all the time eternity entails, our mind can't comprehend. Eternity means forever with no end. Forever. My little brain can't comprehend that. But I want to set myself up, especially considering the alternative. Why would I not want to open that door and say, Lord, I want to spend eternity with you. I don't deserve it. There's nothing I've ever done that's deserved it. But he offers it anyway. But it's a secure salvation as well. God doesn't offer, he's not an Indian giver. He doesn't offer gifts that he's going to take back. That's the mindset of children. Give something and take it back. When God gives, he gives as a father would give, with no expect of anything in return. I know this is simple stuff, but I think it's good. I think revisiting that salvation is important each and every time we get up here. <laughs> it's an important thing to, to, to remember, to study. I think Jesus makes it so clear. And there he was. Literally, the, the creator of the world, the son of God. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Wow. 
Think about the magnitude of those Jews that would stone the Son of God. Those Jews that had been told and promised, prophesied to for years and years and years that a Messiah and a Savior would come. They offered to kill him. They wanted to kill him, I believe. He said, many good works have I showed you for my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? Everything Jesus ever did on this earth, everything he's ever done for you, and everything he's ever done for me has been good. Why would we offend him? Why would we seek to not have a relationship with him? As we take just a moment in reflection of those scriptures, I pray that you would search your own heart this week, today, this moment, whatever it may be. Do you know so? Do you believe? It's forever. Heaven or hell, they're both forever. And there's a sense of security that nothing this world can offer can give you. I like that. Because I know that all these things we have in a moment could go away. Like the empty stands at a ball game, one day there will be just a few left here if God, when God tarries, when we see it will be taken out as the church as his children will be those that are saved will be raptured out of here and there'll be a lot of empty seats there'll be a lot of empty stands there'll be empty driver's seats and big trucks and there'll be empty classrooms and schools that's even greater than what we're seeing now the people that aren't at the ball game they're at home on this earth there's a lot of people that are saved one day, they're going to be home on the other side. It'll be too late for a lot of people. Don't wait till that time. Does anyone have anything?